Hi, and welcome to The Egg. This is Sydney. Alright, let's talk about The Egg. While here at Bellbrook High School, we recognize that title as the name of our podcast, it is now recognized by millions of people as something different. 50,278,906 people, to be exact. That is the number of people who came together on a popular social media platform to beat the world record for the most liked picture on Instagram. The previous record-holding picture was one posted by Kylie Jenner, which had 18 million likes. But this simple picture of a brown egg on a white background became so famous that it reached global status nearly overnight. This event was inspiration for this episode's topic, memes. More specifically, explaining what memes are and what their impact has been on our daily lives. Memes play such an important role in the shared teen culture of today that it's hard to imagine life without them. But have they always been around? Did our parents and grandparents share a similar connection with their generation, but through a different medium? The answer is yes. The aspects that make something qualify as a meme are that it must carry information, be able to be spread, and must be able to evolve. As generations have gone by, the medium in which these memes have taken form has morphed as technology has advanced. Dating back to the 40s, the idea of shared teen culture could be found through simple drawings alone, specifically graffiti. During the time of World War II, Kilroy, a plump, long-nosed character peering over a wall, could be found almost anywhere. Doodled on the backs of every high school student's notebook, this drawing contributed to a shared experience for that generation. Also based in drawings, newspapers were one of the original mass distributors of this connection for teen culture. Comic strips, referred to as the funnies, developed a platform for the basic meme to occur. These drawings, accompanied by words, reached millions that resulted in shared laughter from many generations of people. Technology advanced, and as owning a television became a household norm, memes took on a new form. Advertisements are a huge part of television, and those ads were a groundbreaking medium for memes. Starting in the 1980s, Super Bowl commercials became wildly popular. These unique and purposefully unconventional advertisements led to a shared experience for people who would seek them out. This is so that they could share in the group discussions that revolved around these inside jokes that were spread through so many people. Finally, the largest platform for memes is the internet. The creation of the internet marked a drastic change for all types of memes. In the past, to be able to share your idea with a large group of people, you needed to host a television show, be a writer for the newspaper, or have a radio talk show. With the development of the internet, individuals were given a chance to spread their thoughts and experiences with massive groups of people. With this development came social media, a platform solely designed for individuals to share their cultural norms with others, thus the birth of the present-day meme. It is apparent that memes have been around for many decades, though as they have been passed through tens of generations, their medium has changed. This means that that shared teen experience does not only exist within one generation, but the fact that every generation has been connected in this type of way means that we can all share that experience, no matter what generation. Here is Sarah to explain just what we mean by memes. What is meme culture? In all honesty, it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't know. Even Urban Dictionary doesn't have a good definition for it. So I turned to my classmates to help me define this substantial part of our modern society. I talked to juniors Ryan, Kyle, and Joran to help me define meme culture. Hi, I'm Ryan Cross, and I'm a junior. This is the Joran Hansen of junior class. I'm Kyle Van Pelt. I'm a junior. 
So the reason that meme culture actually exists is because in recent years we have this new medium, the internet, and whenever kids get bored or have something to do or want to kind of escape life, they go on this internet and they post things or they look at memes just that way they can feel inside the inside joke or feel involved in something. Meme culture is really just a collection of ideas, jokes, and pop culture references loosely strewn together by a bunch of people wanting an escape from the mundaneness of everyday life. So over this past summer, I went to a leadership uh, camp, and there we had kids from all over the nation. And before even learning each other's names, the first thing that we did was joke about memes. So memes are a commonality among people, mostly young people. Like, for example, I've lived nine different places in my life, and every time we move, memes are the one conversation I can have anywhere I go. My own experience with meme culture has to do with AP testing. If you aren't aware, it's illegal for any students taking an advanced placement test to discuss the contents of the exam once they've finished. So naturally, students turn to memes to summarize the passages and problems of each exam without explicitly saying anything that would get them in trouble. So after finishing my AP English language exam, I turned to Twitter to find hundreds of memes that joked about the contents of the essay prompts and multiple choice part of the exam. Internationally, kids used memes to laugh about the exam on Twitter. Now we go to Abby to hear about how she has experienced this international connection through memes. Humans across the world have been connected by some degree since the beginning of time. Modern technology has allowed us as a species to advance and use our skills to create new forms of communication. With the introduction of the internet and social media, everyone became linked all at once. Social media created a way to spread information quickly and efficiently. Thus, memes surrounding politics, current events, and pop culture became prevalent in the lives of account owners. Adults typically use social media to follow Facebook friends, while youth culture has dramatically shifted to become influenced by memes. Memes have created a homogenous culture across a vast audience of teenagers. For example, if a teenager were to stand in a room full of other young adults from many different countries and exclaim, Rip Harambe, those who own any type of social media would immediately understand that the teen was referencing a meme related to the death of a gorilla in 2016. This shared understanding allows young adults to connect with others across the world. Personally, I have met lovely people at concerts who came from other countries to see a show. I have also made friends with many people from distant states through mission trips. I am able to stay connected with these friends in London, in the Netherlands, and in various states through social media. We often share quote-unquote relatable memes with each other to keep in touch. Overall, memes connect us, no matter where we live, giving the youth culture and even some adults a shared understanding of each other. We now transition into our reoccurring segment with our other podcast host. Hi, I'm Jackson, and this is the Egg Music Minute. In this segment, we're going to be discussing the music of memes and the memes of music. Not only can music be featured in memes, but music itself could also be considered a meme. Take, for example, the song Africa by Toto. You wouldn't expect a whole generation of teenagers to know some cheesy 80s song, but oddly enough, if you were to play the opening chords to Africa, most teenagers would probably chuckle. Anytime anything sad happens in a meme, it's usually the opening harmonica lines to Piano Man by Billy Joel, amplified to the point of distortion. But in recent years, an entire genre of music has been born out of memes. Vaporwave is a music genre that uses sampling and electronic music from the 80s and 90s to create a sense of nostalgia. And almost half of Vaporwave is the visuals. Romanesque statues, Windows 95, old Pepsi cans, they're all symbols of Vaporwave and the aesthetic culture. 
many of my friends and I shop at thrift stores. And according to some people in my life, we dress like our grandparents did in the 80s and 90s. Fashion, visuals, music have all come together into one big thing. And I think that's what's so wonderful about the internet, is that music is now almost three-dimensional. It's no longer just sound. It's no longer just instruments. And I think that makes the experience all the more transcending. We go now to Arden, who addresses a different side of memes. Every meme has one thing in common, social media. And if social media has anything, it has the ability to make people money. Social media influencers such as Kylie Jenner, who gained her stardom through her family's TV series Keeping Up with the Kardashians, makes an estimated $1 million for a sponsored Instagram post. These high-dollar photos show her flawlessly holding up gummy bear vitamins, urging her 128 million followers that sugar bear hair is the key to looking like her. But people who don't look like Kylie Jenner have also figured out a way to access the massive amount of money that's thrown around Instagram through memes. Someone who has been able to take advantage of this new wave of marketing is 25-year-old creator and rapper Cash, spelled K-A-5-S-H. He has survived the last year entirely on money he has made from his memes. Record labels contact him and ask him to put out a variety of memes about new songs and spread them, increasing the artist's hype and attention. And it's not just record labels. Many have accused Netflix of using fake Twitter accounts to put out memes about their original movie Bird Box, released January of 2018. Shortly after the movie was out, social media was flooded with so many Bird Box memes that were impossible to understand without watching the movie. To those who hadn't seen it, it felt as if they were the only ones who didn't understand the inside joke of the rest of the world. And the memes have been attributed to the movie's high views. This type of advertising is effective. Many people don't realize that the creators are being paid to make the memes and to have the opinions that the memes hold. Memes haven't been overly commercialized, so many people don't even look for the signs that it's nothing more than an advertisement. It really is ingenuous. Memes are trustworthy. If someone keeps seeing a meme about a product or artist seemingly normal people are talking about, it's not unlikely that they'd be willing to try a certain product, listen to a certain artist, or watch a movie. Some will do these things just so they can feel a part of the shared joke. People like to feel included, and when companies advertise through memes, they take full advantage of that. As we spend more and more time on social media, advertising is being transformed into something that is much more appealing than a stage TV commercial or magazine ad. Products are being presented by people who have followers, and while brand partnerships have existed for as long as there have been celebrities, sharing a meme about how much they love a new menu item at a fast food chain seems much more genuine than an obnoxious TV commercial to a fan. Memes are how businesses are reaching the new generation, and social media is only going to continue to see more and more sponsored posts. It is up to its users to learn what is real and what is fake in a platform where what is real and what is fake are practically identical. Now that you're an expert in all things meme-related, go out and find your own favorite meme. When you find it, make sure to tweet a picture of it to the egg on Twitter so we can share in this cultural experience together. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Egg, Season 2. To find more podcasts like this one, please visit us at eagleviewnews.com or on Twitter at TheEggEVN. The Egg is published by Eagle View News at Belbrook High School and is produced by myself, Jackson Hoffer, and Sydney Crane. The Egg is advised by Katie Bills-Tenney and is recorded in a chemical storage closet at Belbrook High School.